0: Welcome to the Government Services Chapter of the American College of Emergency Physicians podcast. GSASEP represents emergency physicians who work in the federal government, including active duty military, National Guard, and military reserves, as well as the Veterans Administration, Indian Health Service, and other federal agencies. Our mission is advancing emergency care for America's heroes. In this podcast, we bring you lectures and conversations with leaders in federal emergency medicine to help you better care for your patients and lead your departments. The views expressed on this podcast are personal views and do not represent the views of the Department of Defense, any branch of the military, or the federal government, and they do not constitute endorsement of any product by any of these entities. My name is Tori McGowan, and I am part of the conference committee for Government Services ASAP, and we are planning Government Services Symposium 2022. We are super excited to be back together in person. Last nice. year we had actually a really good uh, virtual conference, but there is nothing like sitting down and uh, telling old stories, um, which is very obvious because I've just spent about the last hour. Chatting on <laughs> Zoom with Rod Fontenette, who is one of my very favorite people. Uh, and he and I have been talking about all of the wonderful things about deployments and an opportunity to serve this country. So he has also been really involved in creating the uh, GSS this year. And I was hoping that you would share, first of all, who are you, where are you, and what's happening in your life. And then tell me about what you've been doing for Set.
1: Yes, definitely. So, Rod Fontenet, glad to be here tonight. So, thanks for inviting me. Uh, So, I am one of the Air Force's four uh, emergency medicine residency program directors. Uh, I'm stationed here at Travis Air Force Base in lovely, sunny uh, Northern California. Uh, And I work clinically... Uh, and yes, it is. <laughs> I work <laughs> clinically, uh, at UC Davis Medical Center. Uh, the Air Force has essentially leased me to UC Davis. Uh, it's actually two of us, uh, as Lieutenant Colonel Rory Stewart, uh, and I, uh, the two, uh, APDs or Associate Program Directors for the Emergency Medicine Residency Program. We have a total of 15. EM residents, uh, was 16, I guess, right now, uh, military EM residents partnered with UC Davis. Uh, 60 residents total. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, I've been here since it's uh, one of the Air Force's newest residency programs. We started the summer of 2017, which is when I PCS'd here from Cincinnati. Uh, I was one of the C STARS cadre there in Cincinnati for three and a half years, uh, and then I came here. So, it's been absolutely amazing. Uh, But as you and I were talking about before my time in the air force is coming unfortunately to an end as I am retiring this upcoming summer. So one July, I'll be transitioning to the civilian side of things. So I've been in and served my country, uh, for 21 years total. So it's been an absolutely amazing ride, right? To go from Airman Basic Fontenet, uh, to now here I am retiring as Lieutenant Colonel Physician Fontenet. So it's been absolutely amazing. Uh, and it's been a great ride. So, uh, and with my residents and all the other residents that I see coming up, it's going to be left in very capable hands, right? So it's very exciting times. Uh, so That's what am I doing? Yeah. So it's been, it's been great. And my residents are absolutely amazing and I love them. So they're going to do great stuff. So, uh, what am I doing now for GS, ASAP and GSS? Uh, so I'm doing the SimWars competition. Uh, Um, like the chair of the SimWars committee. Uh, and so we did virtual SimWars last year, which was unique in and of itself. Um, and I must say, right, so I have to give kudos to all the programs that participated last year, uh, because they did something that was unique, right? So having a virtual simwars competition. Uh, and so what they did was they actually ran the sims at their home institutions, recorded all of them, uh, and then we showed them uh, doing the simwars competition right? And so it was, it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was challenging uh, to do virtually, but just like everyone else had to do for, because of the pandemic, we had to adapt, right? And as you know, we always say in the Air Force, flexibility is the key to air power. That was no different than last year with the Wars competition. So, uh, And so this year, fortunately, we will have an in-person uh, CEMWAS competition and uh, conference in Orlando. The very first portion of the conference will be done virtually. Uh, so the I guess the first round or the semifinals round uh, will be done virtually. You will record the initial sims at home, just like we did last year. Uh, and then the judges who will be the three consultants, right? So the Air Force, the Army, and the Navy consultant will be the judges. Uh, and they will pick a team to represent their service in Orlando uh, for the live Sim Wars competition. Uh, oh, and same great. thing, though, right? Yeah, so That's it's gonna be absolutely really cool. amazing, right? So yeah, so I've already have tapes coming in, uh, recordings coming in from the different uh, programs, right? So from the army side of things, we'll have. Uh, SAMC and MAMC or Madigan uh, Army Medical Center will be the two representing the uh, Army. Uh, on the Air Force side, we'll have uh, Travis Air Force Base, David Grant Medical Center slash UC Davis Medical Center. Uh, we'll have the team out of Nellis Air Force Base, uh, and then we'll have the team out of Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Uh, and on the Navy side, we'll have Portsmouth and the program out in uh, San Diego. Uh, so it's going to be a great time, right? So we'll have all these programs competing against each other, but there could only be one, right? So that would be crowned the victor. The uh, GSS, Yes. Yes. So, and I'm very happy to say, right, that my team was actually crowned the champion uh, of the uh, 2021 GSS Sim Wars competition. That they so, were.
0: And they did yes. such a great job. They were awesome.
1: It's, it's my team. Of course they did, right? So my residence <laughs> is super strong. So we have a title to defend, right? And we don't take this lightly. Right. And so we recorded our virtual session this past week. Uh, and I think they did a very good job. Right. And so the judges, though, they will decide and we'll see who represents the Air Force in Orlando. So uh, but I feel very good about my team this year, just like we did last year. So it should be a lot of fun. And I'm excited. So, and again, thanks to all the folks that are participating and all the uh, POCs out at their respective programs that are helping put this thing together, because this is a big big lift, right? And so it it requires everyone to kind of carry uh, carry the load and carry the burden. And I think the the POCs at each of these programs have done a great job in helping to write the SIMs, helping to run the SIMs at their uh, home institutions. Uh, And then I think pretty much all of us are going to Orlando to kind of help put this thing uh, together in person, which I think is going to be a a lot of fun, <laughs> a lot of fun. So, so we'll That's see. I'm excited great. about it. So, yeah.
0: So tell me a little bit more because obviously we are all reinventing the world right now as mm-hmm. um, things are strange and we are figuring out new ways to do this. So I actually haven't seen anybody else doing a virtual sim warps. Did everybody do the same case or did everyone create their yes. own case? Very tell me how question. that works. So-
1: yeah so the uh, team and I the committee and I we like we wrote the cases right because so the when you're doing a sem competition in, per, in person bit easier, right? Because it's it's easier to standardize everything because you kind right. of control the environment, right? You control the cases, you control the flow of the cases, right? And everything can kind of head in the same direction. So it's everyone has the same supplies, right? The timing is about the same. The scenarios, the the wording of the scenario is the same because you're kind of controlling it all, right? right. But when it's virtual, right? And you have, I think last year we had nine programs, right? It's I think we had eight or nine programs. So having all these different programs run these scenarios. Like, they each take on their own, like, flavor, right? So it makes it a little bit challenging, right? Like, I may run a case, right, that may be 20 minutes, right? Say, for instance, it's a TBI sim. My TBI sim may be 20 minutes, right? Madigan may run the exact same sim that may be 25 minutes. Portsmouth may do the exact same sim that's 35 minutes, right? And it's just like, how do it keep getting longer? <laughs> what are you adding <laughs> to the sim that's different, <laughs> right? And so it makes it really hard to standardize it, right? And then when you record it, like... I like for the audience to feel like they're part of the scenario, right? So I like for the audience to be able to see the the vital signs, right? And see all yeah. the data that you're seeing, right? And so being able to record it and show that information so that way the audience knows you're not just... Because like, they're like, well, what's happening now? What are they doing now? Why did they do that? Sure, right?
0: what's the rhythm? They don't,
1: have, they don't have the hemodynamics in front of them like you would in a sim place to be like, oh, wow, they're hypotensive. Let's see how long it takes them to catch that they're hypotensive, right? And so all those things are a little bit tricky when doing it virtual because, again – I can't control the way all the information is put out there. So, But I will say that all the teams, because we met like weekly, right, before folks started recording, and so we were able to kind of hash through like at this time, like at two minutes into the sim, this should happen. At seven minutes into the sim, if they haven't done this, this should happen, right? And if they do, because another thing with sims is that you may plan for the learners to do one thing and then they veer left right and so it's like, okay, but if they completely go off the they go off the rails and they do this, how do we?" cover the SIM I giving them the answer, right? And so, again, it's easier if I'm controlling it, but not so much if you have all these other different, like, people controlling it, right? And so just being able to standardize that, standardize that. And I think another thing that helped us out tremendously virtually is that everyone that, like, all the, like, POCs of the programs, they wanted to be there, right? And they all had done stuff in SIMS, right? So they kind of knew the language of what we were trying to accomplish, right, with SIMS. The exact same thing, it's holding true for this year. Right. Uh, like I have Jillian Phelps. Right. So she's like she's on it. Right. They know what they know how to run Sims. I have Danielle Wickman out in San Diego. Right. They know how to run Sims. Right. And so it makes it really, really easy. If we all come together, we plan it out. We've kind of run through the cases quite a bit. I'm like OK, let's make it happen. Right. And so then they go out and they make it happen. And it's an amazing product. Right. The thing is, though, is that you, it's still sims and it's still being recorded and it's still virtual so <laughs> uh, one of the teams contacted me and she was like hey we recorded our session the session went great but then we list- looked at the video and there was no sound like ah oh, no. <laughs> i'm like oh, i'm so sorry that sounds painful she's like yeah there was no sound at all and i was like it's kind of hard for me to judge a in no sound i'm like oh she was like yeah now I have to because you know how hard it is to get all these residents together at that one is. at the same time to go over and record these sims. She was like, now I have to find a completely different team. I can't Set use the first yeah, team. Yeah, because
0: they I'm already know. They know the answer. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> terrible.
1: Oh my god. So we we recorded ours this past, I think, Tuesday. And I like right before we started recording, like the uh, my guy Aaron, who's like an amazing guy with Sims, and he does amazing with like videography and like like, <laughs> like putting all the stuff together to make it look good, putting the vitals so that everyone. I mean, he just he does an amazing job, right? So as we we're getting ready to call the team, and I was like, yeah, so it's about sound, right? We have to make sure we have really good sound. And uh, <laughs> he's like, I got it, yeah, I got so you're it. You're like yes, setting um, your iPhone <laughs> on record just in <laughs> case. case. I was like, we got to have sound for this dude because I got to get them back all together again, they're going to kill me. So <laughs> we have to have sound. Yeah, I'm like, ah. But yeah, but it all it's it's all coming together nicely. So uh, he should have the video to me here soon. Uh, Madigan just sent me their video a few days ago. Uh, so, yeah, so I think Samsy uh with uh, Jimmy Webb and those folks, they're about to record there. So it's like the teams have just been doing an absolutely amazing job. So and it's all coming together, right? And to watch it all come together and be like, huh, we pulled this off and we weren't even in the same place. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. It's just great teamwork with something that you and I was talking about before, right? Like all the different teams, because you have Army, Air Force, Navy all coming together together to make this thing happen. And I think that's the uniqueness of GSASAP, right? Is that we're so used to like just making things work no matter where we are. And that's the essence of what's happening with Sim Wars, right? We all come together and just make it work, right? I'm working with the Army and working with the Navy, right? And we all just speak the same language, right? Because these cases are meant to be kind of like in a fall forward resource-limited, right, environment. It's like, oh, I speak that language. Let's do resource-limited, right? That's every day for me, right? And let's just make yeah. it happen, right? And that's what we're doing with SIMWARS. And it's-
0: Well, and I think you're pointing important. out something that's really important because- I mean, we're doing this for a conference, and, and it's fun and interesting to watch that happen, and it's kind of fun to have the competition between the residents. But in a year or two, those residents are going to be out there yes. forward yes. in these bases. So having them have an opportunity to see those types of environments yes. and to think through those resource-limited areas is a tremendous training tool for our residents. Yes. But the other I thing that's really it. interesting is I'm listening to you talk about creating this and reaching across all of these miles. I'm curious what you think is going to happen in the future of training medics and training not just emergency medicine physicians, but all of the rest of our team that is so important in that entire chain of evacuation. Because you and I were talking earlier about how important it is that we are all playing off that same sheet of music and mm-hmm. that that leveraging that simulation, that maybe, you know, maybe a small base doesn't have a simulation team because you know the the hospital that I work at on the civilian side doesn't have sim, but somewhere else that does. If they're able to support that and to mm-hmm. do that virtually, the creation of the cases and the the knowledge that is part of the creation of a sim curriculum is huge. Correct. Right. What an absolutely fan- fascinating area that you guys that you are starting to lean into that maybe you didn't even realize yet.
1: Yeah, I know, right? So this is it, it is challenging, right? And so and. The beauty is that some, like, it's, sim in and of itself, I love, right? Because it allows us in a controlled, safe environment, environment to work through a bunch of these issues. Yeah. Uh, and getting teams, like for instance, when we recorded our sim Tuesday, uh, we had ED nurses like from our ED playing the nurse role, right? So it gets oh, that yeah. coming together, right? So it adds a bit more realism to the case, right? Versus taking the resident and putting them in the nurse role where they're like, I don't really know what to do in this role because this isn't what I normally do, right? But wow. it allows to add realism by saying, okay, this is the nurse from the department and this is how this looks and how do you guys work together? Uh, and then we debrief, right? And so one of the things that we did in in this debrief session after our recording on Tuesday I was I asked the nurse, I was like, well, how do you think it went? how do you think it went? And he was like, man, the, the closed loop communication was awesome, right? And see, that's the thing. Like, you don't even think about it, but that's what you're doing, right? He's like, hey, I'm going to give 50 mics of fentanyl. Okay, I'm going to give 50 mics of fentanyl. And just kind of working through that thing, right, because- that the way we train is how we fight. And so and that's what Sims, I think, does. It gets everybody together. It allows us to work through these things in a safe environment uh, and then go out and deploy whatever we have to deploy to around the world and fall back onto our training. Right. And so. And that's the beauty with Sims. And that's why I really love doing this. And another thing that I like with Sims, too, especially with what we're doing with GS A 7 Wars competition, is that it's getting everyone out of their silo, right? It's getting the Air Force out of just training with the Air Force, getting the Navy out of just training with the Navy, and the same thing with the Army. It's putting all of us together, right? And so... All of my deployments, right? I've been deployed with other services, right? When I was in Afghanistan, my very first deployment, I was with I was with Dustoff, right? I was with the one tenth, I was with the eighty first, I was with I was with all of I was with tenth Mountain, right? I was with all of these people, and I was the only Air Force person on this file, right? And so, learning to speak their lingo, their lingo was extremely important because I'm not used to doing things the way the Army do it, right? My deployment when I was in. East in the Horn of Africa and in Djibouti, I was with the Navy, right? So I had to learn to speak the lingo of the Navy, right? And so I think that's the beauty of GSA is that we interact with all of these different folks that we normally don't see every day on Travis Air Force Base or at David Grant Medical Center, right? And so it gets us all together to share experiences and to say, okay, in our in-route care platform, so many different people will touch this patient as they move through the system, right? It's nice if we all can train together, right? It's nice if we are considering the same resources, right? From the very beginning of this thing, because we get to speak the same language and train and fight the same way. So, and I think that's what these SIMWAS competitions are doing. It's like, okay, this patient has X. How would the Navy handle this if they were far forward in their environment? How would the Army handle it and how would the Air Force handle it? And so when we talk about these cases, right? Because the SIMS in and of itself allows us to work through things. But I think the money of SIMS is the debrief, right? That's where the education comes in. So when we do the debriefs of these Sims in Orlando, what I hope and, and see happening is the Navy reps will speak up and be like, well, you know, fall forward for us, we would handle this differently because of X. The Army will speak up, right, in the debrief and say, well, you know, in the Army environment, it would be this, and these are some things that we need to think about. Same thing with the Air Force, right? And so these residents are there just kind of soaking it all up, right? And so, a lot of this stuff, like for my very last deployment, I was in Germany, and one of the things I'm going to talk about, because I'm giving a 30-minute talk at GSS, one of the things I'm going to talk about is how do we move patients right, in this type of environment, right? So we train for certain things, but then the, the life happens, world happens, right? And, we, and then Afghanistan happened, and we had to evacuate a lot of really sick kiddos, right? So how do we flex to be able to pivot and fly these kids? My smallest ET2 was a 6-0. I transported a kid that was two and a half years old, about nine kilos, right? That six-o is not going to work for that kid. So how do we how do we flex and accommodate this, right? And so that's why we all have to speak the same language and be able to lean on one another when these things happen. And GS ASAP brings us all together so we can tap into resources, right? And that's that's the beauty of it. And that's what I love about it. So
0: I am a hundred percent with you. And that's one of my favorite things about why I've been involved for as long as I have and why I'm still involved and in, you know, you and I have shared our, our worries about after we retire, what yeah. is GSA SEP is home and it always will be. So unfortunately you guys aren't getting rid of me. Sorry. <laughs> but I'm not going to anything right.
1: soon either. <laughs> Having
0: trained in San Antonio, I got to know the army pretty well. So doing that residency that was joint uh, was was huge in understanding how the other side works, but having had the opportunity to get to know some Navy personnel and to understand those unique challenges and how you're exactly right, bringing it back to how do we work together as a patient Mm -hmm. advocate and how do we take the very best care of patients? Because when I was in Afghanistan, we were taking patients from Kandahar who were being cared for by Navy coming into Bagram, which was an Air Force hospital, sending them to LARMSI, which is mostly staffed by (laughs) Army, that they're being cared for, you know, Army en route to us, Air Force en route to LARMSI. How does that all work? And then we usually hand them back off to an Army hospital with an Air Force in between. And one of the, we talked about it earlier, one of the reasons that works is the CPGs, having those clinical practice guidelines to say, this is how we do the business of medicine in the military, but taking those CPGs and actually working through them together and saying, this is what my resource constraint is, and this is why this makes it difficult, or this is how we approach that. I absolutely agree with you that It's so important. And, um, I think Linda Lawrence was the one who shared the story about being at the GME selection board and, watching all of the different specialties, you know, they'd sit sit in their little uh, Air Force specialty and Army specialty and Navy specialty, and sometimes they'd talk amongst them. And then there would be this group in the back, which was a purple group, and it was all of the different services Mm -hmm. all intermixed together, and that was emergency medicine. And that's the power of what GSA SEP brings is because we got to know each other through GSA SEP. And so they'd all be sitting in the back together talking about, Emergency medicine, not Air Force or Army or Navy, but how yeah. do we make that military emergency medicine work better? And I think that this Sim Wars is such an amazing way to bring that together yes. and make it a little bit more accessible because right now, I mean, let's be honest, the money isn't exactly flowing from right. the central funding and we're still in continuing resolution. So i they're still paying paychecks. I don't know at this point. Um, they've messed up my pay again because I've moved units uh, with my guard unit. So I haven't been paid in a couple of months. Um, it's guard, thankfully. So it's not quite as bad as not being paid for a couple of months after duty. But, you know, it's just what happens um, in the military. But having that opportunity to do this virtually so that people can be involved, even if yes. they don't end up going to Orlando, just that experience is huge and making that more accessible to more places. So even if you can't travel to have that experience, and then it's also a little bit easier to get the the boss to pay for it. If you're like, but I'm the champion, I'm, I'm representing yes. the military. I'm <laughs> representing the Navy.
1: Yes. You got to send me. Got to send me. Yes. So, uh, so this will be exciting to see how many teams show, um, uh, just to have them, and I tell the residents, right? I mean, coming to GSS and attending the conference, it's a great way for you to kind of, one, get in some amazing CME, right? Because all the lectures that we're going to be having is going to be on military specific topics, right? And so just to see as a resident, what you're heading into, I think, is, is absolutely awesome. Right. Uh, and the network in there. Right. It's just it's it's absolutely amazing as well. Right. Because you'll be there with the Army, the Air Force, the Navy and, and folks uh, that you don't have exposure to on a regular basis. Uh, and then you get to hear some of these war stories. Right. And again, seeing what it is that you go that you're heading into. Right. Just hearing about CCAT and all these different things about e-meds and what is that. And it's just it's GS right, brings all that together. And that's what's so, so fun about it. Uh, and why I've st- stayed around and stuck around for so long and plan on st- sticking around much longer, right? Because it's it's the networking, right? And just knowing about what's going on. Uh, it's, it's great. And, and the consultants are there, right, at GS or GSS, uh, kind of talking about, the lay of the land and, right, and the environment for the Air Force, the environment for the Navy, the environment for the Army, and where we're headed. And uh, just kind of, again, see what things are going. And it's just, it's exciting. And that's why I love attending the conference. So
0: It's really Thank a lot you. of fun. And, and interestingly, at this far end of my career, because I remember going and I loved talking with the consultants, and that was huge mm-hmm. for me. Now I'm old. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but one of the things that was really awesome for me through GSA SEP is when I was looking at getting out and going into the guard, wow. I had Julio um, Larray that was yes. available to say, okay, what does the guard look like? Because there's a whole nother opportunity to continue serving. And that was amazing to have that network built in and to have access to those ASEP leaders. The you know right. We have the current president of ASAP and the president-elect of ASAP, who are primary or secondary members of GSASEP. How many state chapters can say that?
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
0: There's a tremendous amount of horsepower. And going to GSS, it tends to be a fairly small conference, which some people say is, oh, it's not that huge. But I actually really like these smaller conferences mm-hmm. because you have so much opportunity to get to sit down and have a cup of coffee with these people that you've never had a chance to Good. interact with. I have to say, I'm going to totally fangirl with Rich Levitan and the whole airway thing. I'm
1: <laughs> so excited. Yes, he's going to be there doing the airway uh, course, which, you know, I, I have not gone to his airway course. but I, I never I, have either because I can't movie. afford it. Right, (laughs) but I heard it's amazing, so I'll definitely be there for that. We're gonna have ultrasound there as well, Uh, and so such a Great teacher,
0: and I'm so excited about that one too,
1: because ultrasound.
0: The ultrasound. This is an embarrassing story, but I have to share it. (laughs) So, um, 2018 was the 50th anniversary of ASAP. and Mm -hmm. I put together the history of uh, military emergency medicine project.
1: Absolutely amazing, by the way. Yes.
0: Oh, it was so much fun. And I'm such a history nerd. It was so neat to see all of this come together. Mm -hmm. And so many um, residents who are now attendings out there doing amazing things were part of that project and brought that together, which, by the way, is going to be, we are donating all of that to the National Museum of Health and Medicine. And so that's going to be part of their permanent collection, which Mm -hmm. is amazing. But one of the things, or one of the pieces that we did, or one of the focus areas, was the history of portable ultrasound, because that all started with the military. And Sonosite was incredibly gracious to share with us one of their Sonosite 180s, and then um, a PDF printout of the actual DARPA letter that was the grant <laughs> that gave them the, please develop, you know, a portable ultrasound unit for the, you know, for the military, And anyway, the the Sonosite rep said, okay, we'll give you one of those old Sonosite 180s to display and you can Mm -hmm. use it as part of this and then it will donate it as basically a museum piece. And they drop it off with me and I kind of sat there and I said, wow, this is what I learned to use as a resident. (laughs) This is what I trained on. Wow. It is solidly (laughs) a museum piece at this point. So my uh, my ultrasound skills need a little bit of polishing. Let's just say. Um, And Andrea, so every time I work with her, she's so kind, and she's such a lovely, uh, absolutely lovely human. And she's always just like, "Let me help (laughs) you." So I'm really looking forward to my skills getting a little bit better because they are pretty sketchy. That little tiny screen that was, you know, like the size of an ATM screen. (laughs) <laughs> what I looked at. Um, so that's where my skills are. I'm hoping they're going to get a little better.
1: Yeah. So, and you know, ultrasound is crucial to what we do downrange, right? Because we don't have like, there's no CT scans at like roll twos, right? So most of these places have only ultrasounds plus or minus a portable chest X-ray if someone there knows how yeah. to use it. So ultrasound, even CAT, right? All CAT teams have ultrasound machines, right? So ultrasound is huge in what we do in in in-route care. Uh, And so, yeah, so having it at the conference uh, and folks like Andrea, right, who can sit back and talk about like how to clinically use this thing and apply this thing in a downrange setting, in, in, in our unique environment is, is is crucial, right? So, so yeah. So, having that there, we're trying to get Reboa. But we're going to be discussing Reboa there because, again, in a far-forward setting, right? And, and Ray can definitely talk more about this thing than anybody else, right? Because she's probably thrown in more Reboas than any EM doc yeah. right? in the US, right? So, having these folks there, I can not only talk about how to use the thing, but talk about, like, real-world, like, I use this thing downrange, right? To make it clinically relevant, it's huge, right? And so we'll have Raboa there at GSS as well. So uh, it's just all these different things. And then some of like the keynote speakers that'll be speaking at GSS. I think it's an admiral in the Navy that'll be, that's gonna be talking as well. And it's just, the amount of power and resources that they pour into GSS to make this a very valuable conference, I think, uh, cannot be overstated. So, uh, and then like Linda Lawrence to be there, right? So, I remember when I first met Linda Lawrence, I was like, "That's Linda Lawrence, right?" Because like, wow, like she was ASAP president and she's in GS ASAP, and it's just like all these folks that are there to learn from. Uh, it's just, it's absolutely amazing. So yeah, so come to the conference; it's going to be well worth it. I promise you, well, well worth it.
0: Well, Rod, I have had so much t- fun talking with you today, and I cannot wait to buy you a drink in Florida. Um, <laughs> I hope everybody joins us April 8th through the 10th in Orlando, Florida. Uh, we are at the Embassy Suites, and if you click on the link in the show notes, that will take you to the registration page. Um, the other thing that we didn't talk about at all, but there's great CME, and it's actually some of the cheapest CME you will find out there. All of the labs that we've just been talking about—the airway lab, the ultrasound lab, and the uh, operational skills lab—are included in the price. So, if you want to take the um, airway course from Rich Levitan, like I said, this is this is how it's fitting into my budget, and uh, <laughs> I cannot wait for the opportunity to um, to be with these folks. So please join us. And again, Rod, thank you so much for all of the work that you've done creating this amazing SIM program and for your incredible contributions to this chapter, because you, just like all of the people, bring so much amazing stuff in.
1: Glad to be here. Come support your favorite team and cheer on your team at GSS. Uh, It'll be much appreciated. So come cheer them on.
0: I'm not sure who I'm cheering for more because My Sasha, program, is where I grew up.
1: That's, that's Travis Air Force Base. Is but Travis is for. where
0: I separated out of, yes. so Travis is. Was-
1: yes, come cheer us on. I'll bring you a t-shirt. We have team t-shirts. We're the winners. Don't forget that, right? SAMC and all these other programs, they're going down. So come cheer <laughs> us on. <laughs> All right. So
0: Sam C., um Navy, Army, <laughs> if any of you guys are hearing this and you want to come back <laughs> on to this podcast and talk some trash, uh, email me and we will be happy to uh, get you on here and talk some trash. Yes. So Ron, yes. again, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I can't wait to have a chance to raise a glass with you.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. Can't wait to see you.
0: GSASEP is proud to be the premier continuing medical education source for military and federal emergency physicians. To purchase CME for the episode you just listened to, please click on the link in the show notes. The Government Services Chapter of the American College of Emergency Physicians promotes quality emergency care and enhances the development of emergency physicians who serve our nation from training through retirement. Learn more about our chapter at www.gsacep.org.